0: There's a lot more punks than there was four years earlier, but there's also as many
1: posers. Posers were people that look like punks, but they did it for fashion. Welcome to SLC Punks, a Utah jazz podcast brought to you by the staff of SLC Dunk. Now here's your hosts, Michael Lohman and James Hansen.
0: All right, guys. Welcome back to the SLC Punks Podcast. It's your host Hanson James, and this is Milo. Time for our biannual special. Yeah, it's a our every other month podcast that we try to do if there's literally anything to talk about with the jazz. But there are some things to talk about with the jazz now, Milo. But yes. there's also things to talk about. There's also things to talk about with us. I don't know what should we talk about. Should we talk about the? New I don't know. I, I, like, asked?
1: um, so I'm not in charge anymore. So this is this is how it went down. So, um, they had a meeting. There was a coup.
0: There I was have it on it record. Was successful. Finally. Yeah.
1: It was finally. Uh, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Um. So this is why you don't have a democracy, folks. I don't think all the votes were counted. I don't think. Um, I I, I feel like the legal votes were counted. Mine. Um, obviously. Um, none of the other people's, uh, votes, um, in, at the site, um, those were all, uh, illegal votes. I'm pretty sure of it. Um, I don't recognize those hands. I didn't see the hands go up. They said they went up. I didn't see them. Um, it's not my fault. If I, I didn't have the video call. I was on
0: my phone. Um, so it's, it it was a seamless process, everyone. (laughs) It was a seamless process as it always is except for the occasionally when the occasional firing of a site manager happened. Luckily that didn't happen this time. No, Uh, this this was, this was,
1: yeah, this is a very peaceful transition of power. Um, (laughs) uh, though I am not going to have, uh, my transition secretary approve the paperwork. So, um, we're just going to drag this out as long as possible. Um, I will, uh, I will fight him. Um, I can't fight him in the courts, but I will fight him in the comment section.
0: So (laughs) I still, by the way, need to learn how to do that. So right now people have been able to comment however they want with all sorts of freedom. Pretty soon that's going to be on the lockdown again. Although I will say, this, (laughs) I will say this, the comment section has been actually pretty great for a pretty good while now. And so hopefully that stays the same knock on wood. So yeah.
1: So I, yeah, I think, um, no, it was, it was, it was time. It was time to, it was was time for me to, to move on. I, I think COVID does that for a lot of people, COVID um, like makes you reassess where you're at. And, and I probably, I, th- I said this to James that I probably thought I hadn't maybe like one more season left in me, but um, with COVID, you know, I, those legs like start feeling their age, you know, uh, it's just, just, you're just looking at, you know, looking at that typewriter, you know, that, that, you know, that keyboard and you're like, man, Man, am I going to get? Am I, I going to be able to play thirty six minutes tonight?
0: So well, well uh, I would just want to say Milo has done an amazing job, Michael Milo. The things we call each other, but anyways, you've done an amazing job. The site is as good oh, as thanks. it's ever been. Literally, it's the best it's ever been. Numbers wise, aesthetically, the talent on the site—all because Milo's been amazing. So yes, the only, I've, up, I've only made one mistake. Break.
1: And he started a coup against me. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, that's what happens when uh, people let their guard down. All right. So yeah, that's exactly. not my fault. You
1: know, you think you're doing a favor for somebody. You know, you're, you look at them and you're like, this guy's definitely a charity case. And then the next thing you know, five years later, it's a coup. It's it, you just you just got to watch out. <laughs> uh-huh. but, no, I, I'm really excited for, for you, James. Like, I think you're, you're going to do an excellent job. I'm really excited for the staff i'm excited i get to stick around and just um i i just get to be the vet and like now i now i understand like why joe johnson and vince carter were all about this you're like geez man even if i suck tonight no one's gonna blame me so yeah.
0: I, <laughs> you get to come in you get to make you get to like play against the second string exactly because they're, they're
1: like joe johnson didn't show up tonight and be like dude i played 15 minutes what were you doing as it's great i so um I'm excited. I'm excited. Speaking of things uh, and how COVID has made people reevaluate uh their positions in life. Uh I believe the Utah Jazz uh went through a transition of power so to speak.
0: They did. Uh not necessarily a coup, but uh someone who was willing to buy the Jazz, you know, maybe with like their their allowance money or something. Ryan Smith bought the jazz. He has a lot of money. And I'm shaking he used that down money. his couch
1: cushions. <laughs> I
0: know. <laughs> I mean, he has the he has the change, I will tell you that. And he bought the Utah Jazz, I think 1.66 billion uh or yeah. something around there. I don't know exactly the details. That's a
1: lot of sleeves of quarters.
0: That is a lot of Qualtrics accounts. But it's That's, that's, uh,
1: that's why there was a a cor- uh, coinage uh, shortage right there. Like he's been saving up for a while. That's right. It's, it's it is selfish. It is one hundred percent
0: selfish. But oh, hey, I mean, come who, who on. has
1: the to jazz today and who doesn't? You know, I know.
0: You know what? Hey, here's the thing. I gotta say, uh, I am so excited about this new era of Utah Jazz basketball because honestly, this is like something. I mean, I had heard things from people that like Ryan Smith was interested interested in buying right buying the Jazz, but being interested in having it actually happen is a completely different thing and we know that the jazz set up like the 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 trust so that they couldn't be moved out of utah uh and so to see this happen with that trust in place is is kind of wild and so yeah obviously that, LHM a, that was been huge.
1: struggling. that was oh. big that that, that was I, I don't think enough people have, have said how 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 good of a salesman Ryan Smith had to have been to talk somebody out of that family trust
0: oh well and because I think the trust is like a group of independent people so part of it mm-hmm. I think is is what you're saying is like tech talking them into it and I think the other is that Larry H. Miller group or whatever LHM is struggling and this mm-hmm. pandemic they must have been nervous because we're looking at another season where uh, teams are probably not going to be in the green you know and I just wonder if knowing about uh Ryan Smith and his interest probably uh who knows how that goes and and maybe we'll find more about that story at some point with, with Ryan Smith, but it obviously seems kind of twofold. Like he is a good salesman, like you say, and I think LHM was starting to get in a little bit of trouble. And so yeah, I Yeah, and it sounds like it sounds like the NBA was trying to talk him into like
1: be like, Hey, you know, you don't want, really want the jazz, like Trying to, it almost seems as if they were trying to get him to bide his time in the hopes that maybe, hey, maybe we found our our future owner of if we want to go into Seattle or if we want to start another expansion
0: uh, Las team Vegas here in the something. next,
1: yeah. yeah, Las Vegas because we know that's in the last in it. We know the tea leaves are out there because the, before what's crazy is, and this seems like five years ago, the NBA right before all this announced that at the all-star game that they were putting a G league team in Mexico city. Who knows what that, how that is doing right now and where that's ever going to be at. But they, they were putting down um, the inklings of, Hey, when we expand again, we're going to expand. And so I, I think if they knew that Ryan Smith was wanting to buy a team and their eyes are like, Oh boy, you know what? If we can, if we can just keep him, keep him patient, we got a really good owner who will be in a, a new spot. And man, we are in a really, really, really good spot that he's the Utah Jazz's owner. We are in an insanely good spot because, as you were saying, Larry H. Miller—they uh, deal with a lot of entertainment, all, all sports teams. Uh, they are—they have their movie theaters. And then um, they have, I mean, they're necessary goods, but also sometimes luxury goods, which is cars. And those, those, when times are tough, not as many people are buying cars. Mm-hmm. And they, and they, um, they also finance and and self finance a lot of the loans that go out too. And that's a tough spot to be in when you hear talking about a, pa- a pandemic and a and turbulent financial times. So. I'm sure they were looking at that and being like, "No fans again," and especially with the news today, like the news today, where there's some health officials close to the NBA who are like, "Geez, with the cases that are going on right now, we're feeling nervous about this December 22nd start. Like, we want to start soon, but this, this, this is causing us some trepidation with the amount of travel we'd have to do and and number of arenas and 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 a lot of factors, and we don't play in a bubble. So, you know, if if James Harden wants to it goes out late at night and hits up the club. How's that going to affect the team? How's that going to affect the rest? So, I I think uh, I, I think reading those tea leaves, the Millers made the right call. I definitely think the Millers made the right call because because if fin- if if the finances got tight in a year from now and they're in that trust, uh, you're starting to see moves that are like. 1980s early 1980s jazz moves where it's just like we got to do this to save the team like Mm -hmm. it's 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 this or make the rent or or it's this or pay the x player and that's not the way a lot of fans thought Donovan Mitchell's prime would be spent that's not a lot of ways that they thought Rudy Gobert's um, prime would be spent and this gives the Utah Jazz somebody with some deep pockets.
0: Uh
1: mm-hmm. who is going to be a lot different than Larry, like when the Jazz paid close, like when the Jazz go over the salary cap, not even getting close to the luxury cap, when the salary cap, we as fans naturally go, Whoo, man, we're paying a lot of money. And that might only put us like fourteenth in payroll in the entire league. But we know the reason why well, there's there's a there's a resistance to it because we've grown up watching them our entire lives and know how Larry was, mm-hmm. and and uh, and when they went into the luxury with D. Will, we remembered the Roddy Brewer trade just to get below the luxury tax. We remember all those deals. So, having an owner right now who's just like, I want to make. What was it he said? He wants Utah to be seen as a a big market or to have mm-hmm. the feelings of a big market, which I feel like San Antonio is kind of like that way, where you're like, it's a small market, but there's a lot of power behind it. That's that's exciting. I This is flat out exciting.
0: Well, that's the thing is, I mean, I, we kind of had some ideas of what the Jazz would do this off season, um with the Millers and everything, and I actually felt like <clears throat> some of the moves would be kind of based off of what you're talking about, is making kind of, frugal decisions while still trying to be you know uh competitive i think now anything could happen i could i i could see the jazz being willing to pay rudy more than maybe they were willing to last time and i could be i could also see the jazz getting the go-ahead to just do some crazy things that fans kind of get excited about like you know i it, honestly, anything's on the table with with Ryan Smith. I mean, I don't know if the average fan knows, but all these trades that uh, teams ever do, they have to get signed off by ownership, you know. So if like the Jazz come, let's say, you know, and this is just hypothetical, but let's say like the like Dennis Lindsay or Justin Zanek go to, um, Gail Miller and Greg Miller and and that ownership and said, hey, we have this deal for. Rudy Gobert, that we don't know if it's going to help us out next season very much, but the year following, we're going to be able to do some things that make us really competitive, really fun, and we think it's good for our long-term health. And maybe, you know, maybe the Millers say, you know what? No, we want to win next season. We don't want to do anything to to make our fans mad. Uh, we're not going to do that. You know, with Ryan Smith, a scenario like that might go completely different. If he, you know. If he wants to do some crazy things, he can do them. And honestly, I don't think people realize that owners really affect team moves way more than people think. You know, I mean, if you you follow like the tea leaves with like the, the move for Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul, that was not a move that was initiated by um, Daryl Morey. That was a Fertita move. And you look at teams like the Knicks where you have them being like, getting mandates from ownership, telling the general managers to make moves. Those are like ownership influences that get the managers Uh to do those things. Now, it can also go in great ways. You could be, you know, that's like the bad, that's like the, these are the possibilities of having a a bad owner. And then you have possibilities with a good owner. Like, let's look at Steve Ballmer, who was able to like um, make some help out with their management, make some really smart moves that ended up landing Uh them Kawhi Leonard. Uh, you have examples with like Mark Cuban, who is basically the same story as Ryan Smith, who fan of the Dallas Mavericks got tired of them being mediocre. When the chance came to buy the team, he jumped on it, and they all of a sudden started making big time moves, and eventually became a contender, won a finals. So it's uh, it's exciting stuff. At the very least, it's going to be interesting. I Ryan Smith. If you're out there listening to this, come on this podcast. Tell us what you're going to do. I want to know what you're going to do, Ryan Smith. Because Who are you going to trade? Want, Name names. Do it. Tell us. Don't tell others. Tell us. I want to know, Ryan oh, yes. Smith. Yeah. Come on. Who are you drafting? Come on, Ryan.
1: <laughs> Who's By in the your top way,
0: eight? Is Tom still there? Look, I will even speak at the X Summit next year for you. You can have me. On stage if you want I'm just putting it out there I'm willing to do it for him to Real come talk, on this what podcast, would you
1: provide the X summit like what 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 is what is your 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 headline gonna
0: be my headline would be how to run a moderately successful YouTube channel that never really gets over the hump that's what I would be that's what I <laughs> the, would <do>. say <laughs> the day I discovered Google sheets yeah. here's, here's how to upload a podcast in uh, megaphone. Something along When I found the out
1: how to do the equals a formula.
0: <laughs> Maybe something talking about ghosts. We'll just talk about unfounded ghost stories that have, you know, very little backstory and very little investigation <laughs> into them, but we'll talk about them regardless. <laughs> I, I think what the is like, there, there's definitely
1: like the deep pockets of, of Ryan Smith. I think one of the other things too is uh, the Utah Jazz already have a very—I I would say—they have a good, um, they have a good leadership structure. I would say there are some parts to it that um, other teams dwarf, as far as payroll uh, on lower mm-hmm. positions. That mm-hmm. is that are going to help out. Like those are going to things like the things around the edges. Um, that people people won't think of when they're like, oh wow, well, you know that's the difference between a large market, or, you know, a small market and a big market.
0: Like, mm-hmm.
1: like, and you're talking about scouting staffs, you're talking about um, analytics, um, you're talking about training facilities. Think about um, with the, when the Millers reinvested in uh, in what what is Vivent, they which I assume it's just going to be like Qualtrics arena brought to you by Qualtrics. Um, They, that was seen that that, they made that a really big deal because they're like, we are doing it ourselves and we are paying it for it by ourselves, which can I just say, of course you should. It's your team. Yeah. (laughs) I I hate, I really hate it when owners are like, I, we, we did this out of our, uh, out of our own pockets. Yeah. I'm not Who's out there out, like donate. I'm not it, donating. Coming, bro? To, yeah. yeah, I'm not donating to the local McDonald's so they could get a have a remodel. It's Six like you know what it, It's <laughs>
0: it's
1: your <laughs> like job. I'm not doing that. Yeah, it's your business. Of course you should. You don't get to do that. That's like me going out there and be like, I paid my mortgage. Of course you should. It's your house. Yeah, pay for it. Um. So. Um. But they made this thing of like you know it does and and. For them and 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 owners of their statue, when they're saying, "Hey, we we dumped in one hundred thirty mil to do this," and they and they actually needed uh you know they needed financing for those suckers.
0: It's a good point. Um, it's a good point. It shows kind of the difference of where they're at. And you're right. Like they're going to improve along the edges. Where the Millers did a good job of making sure they were profitable, and that sometimes means cutting costs in a lot of different ways, and probably ways we don't see. Uh. Yeah, like
1: if you think about it, 130 mil was uh, was only 1% of what Ryan Smith sold Qualtrics for.
0: Mm, that's that's what's crazy.
1: Yeah. So it, he's got dough. And the other thing too is he's got dough that he wants to make sure that it's not taxed. <laughs> and so he's, the way he's going to see it is like, man, if I throw it in here, then it's a business expense. Oh
0: my gosh. Good point.
1: Um. So there's gonna be there's so there's gonna be some. Um. I I I even just look at what is around the arena and how much of that arena can become an a, a, an event center where now all of a sudden, like we th- we're thinking about the Utah Jazz, but we're not just thinking about that arena as the Utah Jazz. We're talking about you know they're going to host concerts and all those things. That means those facilities have the chance to get get upgraded because he's going to be like man. Well, if we're going to have this, I want to make sure we're getting the top X so I get more money, so I get more in my investment. He's going to – if you're a businessman and you look right across the street from you, you're going to be like, there's that mall that is an eyesore. Yes, I mean there's some people who are putting in some shops or anything, but the people who are like, yeah, this is our long-term goal. If you walk through there, um, it's it's more marketing in words than actually getting the job done. It's a ghost town and it's going to be even more of a ghost town after COVID.
0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall guy. what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters, May 3rd. Read at PG 13.
1: So a savvy owner is going to look at this and be like, that's taking down my investment. I need him. I can, I can help with that. Um. Uh, and and there's and that's before you get to training facilities like the jazz rein, reinvested in their training facility that that place got bougie and it could get a lot more bougier and so those are the things that players are going to see and you're gonna be able to be like hey this is what we're able to offer in utah and we have this and we have this and we have this um, where you can change the mindset of what utah is or and you can start to be like hey we have training facilities, and to make sure that you guys are taken care of during the uh, during the summer, if you guys want to stick around, our training facilities actually aren't in Salt Lake City; they're in Park City.
0: Oh, see, that's where yeah. That's
1: the thing. Like you can start, I mean, to, you can start to think a lot bigger than you know the Millers, who are like, okay, we made a profit, we did this, we're able to invest this X amount of money, uh, because if the Miller remember the conversation with the Millers was just like if. It, it was it, it was like asking asking them to spend above the salary cap was like Willy Wonka, it was was like um, Charlie going to his his parents and being like, "Can somebody take me to Willy Wonka's factory?" Can somebody like begging you know be, or begging for it to buy them a chocolate bar to give them enough money? Like that was what was asking the Millers to to go into above the salary cap and and close to luxury tax. It was a bit tall ask. It was Billy Bean going in there and being like, dude, I need some money or I'm not gonna be able to get a Giombi. Well we have a dude. we have we have Ryan now who will be like, Yo, how much did you say Donovan needed?
0: Yo, do it. Let's go get Giombi. Let's go get I don't know that and that's the thing that I'm excited about because the bis- it's all positive in my mind because like what you've just mentioned is just the fact that he can invest in the team without you know worries about whether they're gonna be able to meet their bottom line and things like that. That for one right there is just amazing. And I like I haven't even thought about that. Like they could do so many things for the players, have so many different like reasons to join the jazz. But then he's a fan. He's like that's mm-hmm. what I wrote about. He's one of us. So he's coming in there and he wants to win. But you know, so much of what happens with a fan is like I don't know if fans realize just how often teams make business decisions with these teams like you mentioned the Ronnie Brewer trade that stuff happens more than you think and yeah the cost cutting moves the cost-cutting moves or where they'll look
1: at their staff like i think about around the edges where the difference between really good uh scouting staffs and not really good ones it's not just the talent of the scouts it's it's where you're at like if you got really good scouts but you're not you don't have the capital to travel A little bit more. Well, yeah. Pay a few people to have eyes on a few other people. You're going to miss something. You're not going to hear something. And and if you and if you're paying guys, if you're around the fringes, paying them less than what other teams are are paying them, your good people are going to be snatched up. Well, and 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 people talk about like. Like, oh man, so and so went to the Knicks, and it's like a big, you know, it's like a big name. That's a big, that's a big, uh, that's a big loss. But equally uh, as big a loss is having to replace these these around the edge personnel over and over because you're uh, you're not paying enough, you're not doing enough, and so you're able to pay the main guys enough, but then those main guys are having to do a lot of heavy lifting because they're having mm-hmm. to constantly churn out. So I think there's there's a lot of really good. There's a ton of amazing benefits that I am sure uh, Dennis Lindsay and Justin Zanuck and Quinn Snyder are just licking their chops to be like, we could never in our wildest dreams ask for this and n- not, not be shown the <laughs> out the door from ownership or just being like, no, sorry. But even like, yeah, because somebody would be like, you, you, you know my bottom line. Like, why are you in here asking that? Versus now, where it's like it's like Ryan, what's like how how like how Blanche are we uh, are we talking about here?
0: Like how do we go out and hire Drew Hanlon or Chris Brickley or something like that, or just go get just add on new guys? And honestly, it kind of and and broadcast. Think about broadcast. Think about the broadcast. Like now, where you have like
1: Ryan Smith, like where. Where the Utah Jazz would be like, oh, you know, this is the best that we can afford or best that we can do and whatnot versus like Ryan Smith now is just like, that's BS. This is not, that is not good enough for us.
0: Yeah. If Ryan Smith, then if is I have, not to, a if big I have fan to pay of-
1: somebody, if I have to pay somebody, so like, so we can be in HD, I'm for, for F's sake, it is 2020 and I'm still trying to figure out where the ball is.
0: Like, we, oh, yeah, we have the technology is there. Oh, so, we can have a streaming option. Why don't we have a streaming option? Ryan Smith might be able to just make that happen. Uh, yeah, and, like, just like, yeah, streaming so true. options. For also, I will rail your
1: Utah Jazz fans' streaming option right now is buying NBA League Pass and bootlegging it off of VPN through Seattle so they can watch the game. Like, that is crazy.
0: Absolutely one, one of the only teams that doesn't have that option. Like, literally, one of the only ones. So it's just nuts. And that's the thing. The fact that he's a fan makes everything exciting. So let's say he's just tired of a certain color commentator that's on jazz games that's uh uh loves to talk about the bucket chart. Uh let's say yeah. he's tired of that.
1: He might be willing and what to if, be. And, and just think and just think if he's like a big Thoreau Bailey fan. Maybe he grew up watching him. Maybe he loves the su- the smooth bass of his voice. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he has a couple albums. I don't know. Maybe he really likes him. It's just like this guy.
0: And he just can make that, that move. And let's say he's a fan of a certain player that the Jazz have a, a possibility at going and getting, but it's going to cost him a lot, and it might put him in the luxury tax and things like that. He might be very willing to do it, you know, and just say, hey, I want this guy. I want to win. This guy takes us over the top, you know. It's going to be great. I honestly am so excited about it. There are so many elements. The fact that the the business aspect aspect is just like locked in and good to go, and we're in like incredible shape now financially, and the fact that he's a fan. I mean, I I can't. I don't know what moves Mark Cuban did exactly his first few years in the league, but he made a lot, and he he was willing to do. I was looking back at Mark Cubans,
1: and he ran like two in two consecutive seasons, like four team trades. Now you can wonder if he got the best value for that, but in the years in in like the five years that he um, at, since he took over the team, they were winning upwards, the fifty five games and or, or more, and they they were a number one seed and they got to the Western Conference Finals a couple times. Like they were good teams, they just choked. Like they just choked, and 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 that could be that they didn't have the right coach, whether it was Don Nelson or Avery Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but they had the they had the roster. Like you don't win sixty plus games and go into the uh, and and you're the one seed, and um, f- by accident. And then they ran into the Warriors that were playing above their potential and also a matchup nightmare. Mm-hmm. And so, and. Was that the, was that the years of, of no, no, it was seven games. Yeah. He played seven games, but that's like, it wasn't, he, he put them in a position to win championships versus like, I would say since 2008, 2009, I wouldn't say the jazz have been put in positions to win championships. I, I think you can definitely see during the, during the D will boozer years, what was what was missing, what needed to happen, and, and no one wanted to make the trades to make it happen or to pay upwards of the luxury cap tax to make it happen. Um, and then this, uh, during the Gordon Hayward um, nonsense, um, losing him, and then when you get D. Will, I mean, uh, when you get Donovan Mitchell, and right now where you're like, we know the top level of this team for the most part. Like for Utah to make it to the Western Conference Finals uh, or the NBA Finals, we need a, a Toronto Raptors type um, thing to happen to us, where the right teams lose, um, a guy out of nowhere like Pascal Siakam becomes really good, and um, and then Donovan Mitchell to go insane. But be, but it's it, you're you're asking for a lot of variables to happen all at once versus like. A Mark Cuban who was just like, F it, we need this player. How do I do it? How many twisted, evil genius trades do I need to make to make it work?
0: hmm Well, it's exciting. And it's you know what else I was thinking about it too is it kind of it kind of puts like a a fire underneath the current front office and coaching staff. Because and first off, I just want to say I think Quinn is a really good coach, and I think our front office is one of the better in the league. Um, but let's say like there's a time where it just feels like things aren't working out with Quinn or something like that down the road. You don't have to feel beholden to him, uh, because you feel like maybe he's the best we can get at the amount we're willing to pay type thing. Mm -hmm. Ryan Smith can do whatever he wants. So if he needs to make a trade or a change, or if he needs to do something that he feels like is better for the team, he can do them. There is nothing holding him back from taking care of the jazz the best he knows how to. That's why it's just exciting. Um, I'm right. actually just seeing right now. We just have news. Uh, uh, so the CBA has been agreed to. Free agency will start on November 20th. The salary cap will be 109 million. So I think we kind of know that. But so yeah, I don't know. I what do you think? Milo? November 22nd. November 22nd is when signings can happen, but free agency. So two days after the draft. Uh, the draft, that I think, is the 18th, off? isn't it? But yes, yeah, so I either way, free agency... Yeah, only a few days, days after the draft. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I guess we
1: can transition Ooh. a little bit. We can talk a little bit. Uh, yeah, let's talk. Uh, so what's coming up? So we have the draft coming up, and um, the best players in that draft are... We have no idea. Um, <laughs> yeah. I uh, think- because it's, it's a draft like 2013. Uh, uh, like, I'm seeing a lot of people... Uh, I think it was uh, somebody uh, like in our, uh, in our, in our, in um, our inner workings of SLC Dunk, we were having a discussion. Somebody's like, "So and so, they're like, they're they're one of those can't miss prospects." And I was like, "If they're a can't miss prospect, why are they going twenty two? Mm-hmm. Like, if they were a can't miss prospect, they'd be going number one in this draft because no one is can't miss, like." It's this has all the feelings of 2013 where you're going to get a moment like Anthony Bennett being called and being like yo me like <laughs> did you guys make a mistake.
0: So, oh, it's a wild draft. I,
1: it's a crazy I think it's going to be crazy. I think it's going to be really crazy because it has all the makings of like I had him listed 51 and he went 15. Um it has all the things of man, he was he was third best we had him as the third best player in this draft
0: and he's at 22. Why? Um, well, and Zach Lowe keeps, I think he was mentioning, I was listening to him. The top teams in the draft are all trying to trade back. Every single one of them is willing to make a move back. So no one knows who the best player in the draft is. Uh, no one, no one is uh, willing to trade too much to get into the top part. That's why I actually think the jazz might be willing to enable to make some sort of move. Cause I think there's, you know, the Jazz have, the Jazz are, to me, actually, I know there's a lot of people that think just run it back and we'll have Bogey healthy and and we'll see how we go. But I think that's actually more of a dangerous uh route to take than actually making some moves this offseason. Because the Jazz have two players that are coming at the end of their contract with big contracts. And if Mike Conley opts into that contract, I think that becomes the, a contract they trade really fast uh i i, I, I think it's
1: a, a even even i think they trade it because they're all with with how much money they have on the books um if they lose mike conley they lose that money to to work yeah. with. it it's not like it's not like they If mike conley heads out in free agency it's not like you're like okay we have all this cap space they don't they're like they're if we look at their uh, salary right now let me pull that up like that salary um for uh, the Utah Jazz going into going into the next next season come here Utah Jazz salaries so here's here's what we're looking at for the total for next year 121,000 is on the books right now that is bef- that I'm not sorry 120 not not this year. not next year um, next year is one hundred seventeen thousand. That's before we talk about Jordan Clarkson.
0: That's
1: before you talk about an a mid level extension. That's that is before um, we talk about maybe offering contracts to Jarell Brantley, um, mm-hmm.
0: or and, <laughs> or, or guaranteeing Jones, the contract of Mione or Jawan Morgan, who apparently is taking another step according to Tony Jones. It's here's what makes me think that they've got to do something is that they're going to have to spend a ton of money to be about as good as they were last season. And I don't, I don't know. It's scary to me to, to think we're going to go over into the luxury cap to be about as good as we were last season, you know, with
1: and, and, and it's hard to justify that when here are the players that are, here are the players who are signed um, into the only two players uh, – the only only players who are signed into 2021-2022. You ready? Here we go. Boyan, Joe, Royce, Nigel Williams-Goss. That Those Nigel are Williams- the only Goss players crazy. past next year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's it. That is completely it. And so when you're and, – and Joe Ingles, at the end of his contract, uh, last season – Nobody likes to say this, and it doesn't feel good because Joe Ingles is like a meme who you would take home to your mother, and who could whip you, who could whip you at the YMCA and in the and in the first round of the playoffs, but he lost a step, mm-hmm. and he did, and and I'm not I'm not talking lost a step like he's he's it's not like we're like man Joe's Joe's uh, athleticism is no it, it, defensively he. He was great at being at the right place at the right time. He wasn't that guy as much as he used to. He wasn't hitting shots like he used to. And and he can't be part of – He you have to wonder how much – how effective is he going to be as a facilitator if he's not able to stay in front of people for much longer? Boyan Bogdanovich, he's in his 30s. Mike Conley if he signs on for an extension he's also late in his 30s and you're mixing that with Donovan Mitchell who like he's getting into the prime of his career mm-hmm. and is that the core that you want to be like to have the juice around him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I is mean that, is that is, is and and if you lose like say Mike Conley leaves next year um so the salary cap is at 109 so let's, and let's tax just is 132. Let's just okay so so if we're talking 117 and we're we take out mike Conley's contract, so we're at we're at eighty three eighty three mil and uh yeah, we are definitely um not getting thirty four million dollars worth of a player like you have only um let's see you have twenty six mil to work with to sign a player, so you're not getting a mike Conley uh caliber type guy for that money mm-hmm. and 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 the bigger problem with that is you lose a full like if you're if if the jazz are over the cap the the mid-level extension um well you know basically permissions of what they're able to do change whether they're below or above and that's going to affect a lot of things so I, I and that's before we talk about jordan clarkson say my Mike conley um Mike Conley stays and Jordan Clarkson sticks, sticks on for about like 20, uh, 20 mil. Then all of a sudden we're talking about 137 million
0: and they're over the luxury tax mm-hmm. for the same team. For, that's they, the thing they, that's, they, it's the same team. And so it's just, and we're not like winning the title with that team most likely, you know?
1: Yeah. I, I and, think, I, and, and the Lakers this year, they can add to their core again. They can oh, go out there absolutely. and add to it. So, so I think, I, I think what is going to be necessary is a. You need to make that Conley contract do work. Mm-hmm. Um, a, let that let that money use it like a coupon for another player. Be like, hey, we have thirty, we have thirty four million. Use it like a trade exception. We're like, we have thirty four million to work with, to get some uh, get somebody. What can we do with this? Um, and then they also got Rudy Gobert's contract, which He's a, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of people talking about, you know. What, oh my gosh. Uh, there is what, a lot of about smoke.
0: A Rudy. Yeah. Oh, and, every and single Bill Simmons podcast, every single one, he brings up a Rudy trade. I have listened to three Zach Lowe podcasts where he talks about Rudy trades. And now we've got yeah. wind horse talking about Rudy trades. Something is. A, a so, miss. So,
1: yeah. So, 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 yeah. And it, and it might be like it. And here's the thing: when you get people talking, it could be Rudy who's being like, uh, "I don't want to be here," but you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. Um, it could be the Utah Jazz are actually um, shopping. It could be that a team really wants him, and so they're starting to float out trade value because it maybe the, they've been <clears throat> maybe there's a team in the, in the in the top in end of the Street draft that's like, man. That I, hey, we really want Rudy, and so they're just being like, hey, I think this would be a fun trade, and they say, you know, say that to Zach Lowe or Wendy or whatever, or to Bill Simmons, Mm -hmm. and and they're like, oh man, I heard about this. This would be fun, wouldn't it? And then all of a sudden, uh, an ownership sees what their fans are doing, and they're like, hmm, our fans kind of like this. And then the coach would coach would be like, hey, did you see? Did you see what was flying around on Twitter? Not this. That would be interesting, huh? And so it it starts to like move some things. It's just politicking. So I, I I don't know where the direction is on Rudy Gobert, but it definitely sounds like there there's there's somebody there's somebody somebody out there that's wanting movement to occur.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> uh, the question is is if if uh, well, if if it's a party within the Utah Jazz, rather Rudy or 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 some other force in there. That could mean he's on the move. The other thing is the Jazz like to make moves during the during the during the draft. That's that's their peak time. Like to the two-day in the week leading up to the draft and on draft day, they've made tons of draft day moves that have resulted in Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, um Trey, uh, Trey Burke. Um, let's see, uh, uh they moved Trey Lyles, they've uh, they acquired George Hill, they acquired Mike Conley. They're active. That's And and I can see why because I think Dennis Lindsay has found out that in the past because he wasn't given a, a, the same continent of green light, um, that was where he could make the mo- most bang for his buck when it came to trades. Because you can mm-hmm. get teams that are feeling a bit of FOMO or you can get teams that undervalue somebody because you're like, man, I just need somebody to contribute right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, they, that's the, been their most successful way of getting talent on the team. You know, Mm -hmm. that's how they've gotten their stars is just. And so it's just to think the jazz are not going to move in the draft is just, well, you're ignoring history and immediate history with this current group, you know?
1: Yeah. So I I think that's it it will be interesting to see what happens uh, and with with how flat the, the draft is right now with not a real defined pecking order of players, because we. We've talked internally with with our writers, we, I, you see it around with different draft experts. everybody's this reminds me so much of 2013 where it's just like every single draft preview or ranking or mock draft, it looks like you just shook it. Like it doesn't look like, oh, you know, somebody dropped up one. you're like, why did somebody go from 29 to 17? Or somebody drops from one to seven, like it feels it has that feeling and and it has the feeling of teams are going to pick who they like more rather than who I don't if you're a best player available guy uh, this is not the draft for you you're just not going to be a happy camper.
0: Hmm. I I just hope they do something too. I just I want to I want to be one of those teams that's constantly trying to to move and and create an advantage with the roster. I feel like the last se- last season they were trying to kind of improve on the season before where shooting was such a big deal. And this season I hope they hone down on what they are cuz I don't feel like they really had an identity last season. They had a good amount of talent. They, you know, they had a solid group of of really good players, but it didn't really feel like it had a very cohesive Feel to everything. It wasn't. It was like, are we a defensive team? Are we a team that has a a main scorer and we and we have everyone kind of a role player around that person? It was just not very clear right. what the Jazz were. And I think this is an opportunity for them to kind of hone in on what they want to be. And that could be that they're just going to build around Donovan. Um, it could be that they're just going to try to um, improve their defense so that they get back to a defensive identity with Rudy. I don't know. It's going to be pretty interesting, though. I would be surprised if they don't make at least one kind of surprising trade. I I I,
1: I think you're right on that. I think there's going to be one where you're like, "Whoa!" Um, Because I think about whenever, say, say the Jazz really do something nuts and they trade Rudy Gobert. Mm -hmm. Think back to D. Will. D. Will went in. Where it was like he was unhappy, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Yo, he went to where? He went to Brooklyn? Mm-hmm. Like it was it was a team out of no, it was out of nowhere." Um, so I I think for for like if you were like, "Oh man, I made this cool trade with Brooklyn. and It looks really nice," or I made this you know I made the thick trade with Golden State. It looks really nice, and you're like piecing that all together. Those don't like. Those are the obvious ones and unfortunately the obvious ones don't happen <laughs> mm-hmm. like they rarely do unless you're the Lakers and then you get to have the obvious one and underpay um but it's it, it'll be interesting to see see what happens and I'm, and speaking on those trades, those pre-draft trades uh, Adrian Wojnarowski just said um, that they the trades contract opt-ins and opt outs. And um, are progressing toward firming a date two or three days prior to the November eighteenth draft. So we're like a week out from.
0: Well, we got to get all insanity. These, we've got lots of of articles going up. We've got all of our draft prospect stuffs going up, going up, and we're going to try to get. Have we much- done our
1: annual how the Jazz are going to draft for Andrew Wiggins um, deal yet? <laughs> like, have we? I have like, to say this is a tradition. I've i I've I've, I've 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 been doing this every year since I've been here. And if I've been booed, you need to be booed
0: too. And <laughs> I have is, to say, is, I th- broke th- this th- tradition. tradition. I broke the tradition. I I'm a I'm a maverick. I actually, what happened is, so we have the SB Nation site manager draft. We were not allowed to make trades this year in the draft, so we just had to pick for our spot. So yeah, because we weren't sure, we weren't sure if there would be trades. We're like, they hold the draft.
1: Are they going to do it? Like, is free agency going to be after? How's it going to work? So I think.
0: Oh, we'll go ahead. I was going to say. Yeah. So, I will say that it was an interesting draft. If the draft for the NBA, I'm not allowed to say who I picked until November 12th. That article comes out, but I will say there were like some surprising players that fell. Some players you, got you pick. drafted Andrew Wiggins' brother, didn't you? <laughs> drafted Tony, Andrew Wiggins' brother, Tony Wiggins. Tony. He, he was available <laughs> at
1: 23, <laughs> he, he was totally available. He's a, he's a lot older than he was back then,
0: but I really think it's going to work out. Half the vertical, half the effort. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> but I will say, I got someone nice at 23, it was pretty cool. I was surprised. Uh, so hopefully it works out for the jazz that same way. Uh, but guys, I think, I think Milo, we're about at our time limit here, but I was just going to yeah, say. We're we're, think- we're,
1: we're we're there. So I think, I, I think we just end it with like Ryan Smith.
0: Ryan Smith. If you get call on yourself, if you call
1: yourself the owner of the Utah jazz, you will come on this podcast.
0: <laughs> you will talk to us. You will. And of face- course you're
1: subscribed to this because who wouldn't be. Like <laughs> I know
0: but if he is and legitimately that would be really cool i'm not even joking actually ryan if you want to I, that would be totally cool be really good. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: that's actually um, every every owner um when they bought the team they 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 came on this podcast
0: it's true every, every owner one none yeah. of the owners larry larry in 1980
1: TV. larry when he was here he was here he was
0: on this podcast there has never been an instance with an owner in the past sending angry messages to Twitter DMs to uh No, no, no. Every have owner uh, like
1: it, it actually is. I'm not sure if uh I'm not sure if this was like in the manual that Gail gave you, Ryan. But um you actually um you are supposed to retweet um our articles. Um it's yes just what they've always done. It's in um, the contract. You can, you can look back, you can see that Greg did it. Um, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Uh, greg, um, I, greg, <laughs> I don't know Gale, what I even uh, say uh, about. <laughs> larry i mean i mean larry larry through the 90s retweeted our articles
0: like oh religiously larry religiously. did you know you know who really loved very him? passionate
1: he, in the comment sections very passionate greg, in the comment sections. greg
0: miller loved us he loved us so much he never yes. said anything mean to us in the dm no, he loved us uh, he, time. No, yeah no
1: he, he, he i mean no no him koc uh Kevin O'Connor loved us. Loved us.
0: Um, um
1: he called us um uh um um what was it? Clean right it wasn't reckless, it wasn't reckless um bloggers. It was um it was I mean it was I think Dirty. rightful. Oh, rightful, right, oh, rightful. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, um he might have said that why they're not even paid, but that doesn't mean that we weren't right. Um so I think I think, uh, Ryan, you would love to be on our podcast because you get to tell us everything. Like, the other people, they won't listen to you. We'll listen to you. Like, any trade that you want to make, like, we support you. Oh, 100%. We support you. 100%. 100%. We're behind you. We're behind you. If you want to spend into the luxury tax, 100% behind you. If you think Donovan Mitchell is a point guard, 100% behind you.
0: Yes. 100%. Yes. Oh, praise. Raise the hands, pray emoji. Yes, but come on, Ryan. Come can, on, the show. You, we want, we want yeah. you on the show, Ryan. We do. We want to see what it's like to yeah, be a jazz fan and get to own a team. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, well, yeah. We it's just,
1: just, just, just let us know how many times you've like tweeted, you know, tweeted Dennis Lindsay and be like, have you, have you talked to you talked about Drew yet? Have you got him? Yeah.
0: When, when is Drew um, on the can, team?
1: Uh, yeah. When look, is Drew on the team? Look, well, how uh, look, are you Dennis, getting Booker here? How are you getting Devin Booker here? How are
0: you going to make it happen? Look, Dennis. Here's like he my latest out. trade machine. Here's my latest trade machine, Dennis. Look. At okay. This. Yeah, I, I, I think, I, I think
1: every week we should have two trades that um, we just need to pitch to Ryan.
0: I know. I actually think that that's a very good idea.
1: I, I think. I think. I I think you'd like to hear him.
0: <laughs> you think like, so? I bet his Twitter yeah, I, has not been the worst thing ever the last week or two.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. Like, I, I, can you imagine if one of your like if if one of your friends bought, bought your favorite team.
0: Oh, like someone on Twitter, on jazz
1: Twitter. Like, like if you, if you bought, if, if you, if you bought the Utah jazz, I guarantee you every day I would be like, Hey James, what's up, man? What's up? Yo. Um, I was thinking, cause it was just like, you know, well, I was just by myself, you know, just thinking about stuff. And you know, I was thinking like, dude, James has a team and you know, like, if if I had an opinion, James would want to hear from me. You know, he's he wants to hear from me in the past about stuff. So why doesn't want to hear me about when he has his team? So it's just like you know what? I'm just going to compile like a ton of trades, screenshot them, and uh, just say why you should do them. Mm-hmm. Like every day, I, that would be me every single day, and it would probably be around like 11 p.m. So like 11 p.m. 12 a.m. You know, right right when you're like, oh okay, finally the, the like that one kid. That doesn't want to give up. Uh, doesn't want to sleep like the one that just keeps on coming down every hour. Where you're like, I do I need a locked door? Like right when you finally de- are about to cl- declare victory, I'm gonna hit you. I uh, hit you up so that your phone buzzes when you're trying to leave leave the kid's bed, <laughs> and they hear it and they wake up.
0: <laughs> that's how I'm sure that's how uh, uh, the Houston Rockets were running under Darren Morey at some point. He was just like just bugging people until he makes the trade happen. And that's what people yeah. would do with me. For if Tito's, I like,
1: jazz. why haven't you traded everyone? <laughs> well, I, I told you I wanted to be under thirty
0: nine mil. I want I want a team of G leaguers. <laughs> but imagine, you know what? Though we are in such a good spot, we are so lucky because the the Houston Rockets are going down with the pandemic. No longer the case for us. Holy, yeah. Smart. I mean for. Fertitta was
1: uh, was cooking there before COVID. Now he's not cooking. I'm not at all. None of his no. restaurants are open. But um,
0: <laughs> well, I guess Woo. I'm gonna just leave it. I'm gonna leave it there. Ryan, we would, we would love to get you on and just see what it's like to be a fan that owns a team. It's literally like a movie. It's amazing. So come on the podcast, Michael. That's all I got to say. It's exciting. It's a new era of SLC Dunk. It should be a lot of fun. I think.
1: Oh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So with that, we're outie. Ryan, please. Please, Ryan. Ryan, come on, man.